Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time. Okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Two little mice found in a bucket of cream. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Be water, my friend. Welcome to Unstrategic, the podcast about digital strategy. Hey guys, I'm your host, Adam James Lamagna, and it's a pleasure to finally be back on the air. I know I've been on hiatus for almost two years, and I'll explain why, but this is the first episode of Season 2 of Unstrategic, the podcast about digital strategy. Now, last season, we had some really great guests and episodes, and I got a lot of really great feedback from listeners. People are actually listening to the podcast. So I'm really excited that there's been some interest and encouragement from people I know and even some that I don't know. So I just want to say thanks. I definitely appreciate the interest, the excitement, and the encouragement. I had a lot of fun hosting and producing this podcast in 2017, and I'm excited to dive into this year's season, which I hope will be as good, if not better, than last season. Before I get into today's episode, I want to talk a little about why I've been radio silent for the last two years. So I started a new job at the beginning of 2017 working for a full-service hotel web technology agency based in New York. They brought me on as a digital strategy manager, which is basically a digital account manager that handles conversion rate optimization, data analysis, plus a little bit of business, revenue, and marketing strategy all rolled into one. It's a beast. But it cultivated the strategist that I am today. My role largely consists of providing strategic insights and recommendations to clients based around their websites and other factors like revenue management, market impact, etc. So I work with hotel groups to optimize their websites by expanding their visibility, improving their conversion rates, and brainstorming ways to increase their revenue. It has definitely been a challenging role as this is my first venture into the travel industry, but the agency has taught me how to look at strategic insights at scale, which is something I've never done before. Now, I also had a major life change last year where I bought my very first home, and for anyone who's bought a house before, they know it's an extremely daunting process. You don't even like this house! You never liked it! I love this house! So needless to say, I spent a lot of time ramping up last year and dealing with some personal changes, but now I'm back to continue doing this podcast, and being a digital strategy manager has given me a lot more content and topics to talk about. So let's get into it. Today's episode is entitled The Strategy Matrix, and basically this will be an overview of digital strategy. My goal for this episode is to really set the stage for the upcoming year's worth of episodes where we're going to dive deep on all the different tactics you can use as a strategist. Now, something that I talked about on my very first podcast episode entitled The Complexity of Strategy was this concept of the three layers of strategy, 
the disciplines, the processes, and the tactics of strategy. Before we start, I have created a quick resource that you can download at unstrategic.com strategy matrix. If you'd like to follow along and download the resource, feel free to do so now. Okay, so some of this might sound familiar, guys, but strategy is bottomless, right? It's, and what I mean when I say that is it's always changing. It's dependent on goals, new stakeholders, market forces, other miscellaneous items that we uh, haven't foreseen. As web strategists, we need to be able to understand the environment in which strategy develops. So this template will act as a guide to help you break down digital strategic initiatives. And since strategy is, is not linear, we can't approach it as a linear process. We should approach it as a surrounding medium or structure that can be shaped. So I give you the strategy matrix. It's designed to outline the flow of strategy. If we understand all the elements and variables of strategy and the tactics which can get us closer to our results, then we can make better informed decisions, which hopefully will materialize into good recommendations for our clients. Okay, so for the overall, we're going to look at the strategy object and entity. And the strategy object, again, are going to be these layers. The first one is disciplinary, and that's a branch of knowledge of or relating to a particular field of study. So things like content discipline, brand discipline, design discipline. The second layer is going to be procedural or your process. So it's going to be a series of steps relating to an established or official way of doing something. And then that third layer is going to be the tactical. Carefully planned and executed, it's activity required to uncover a specific result. There are so many tactics that we can use out there, literally hundreds if not thousands of them. And over the course of this year, I'll be coming out with more frequent, shorter episodes that target a specific tactic. But we'll use this episode and this resource as our starting point and our overall view for digital strategy. Now, digital strategy needs to sit in context of an entity. So you have the strategy object, and you have its relation to the entity. And the entity usually is a business, a brand, a project. Otherwise, strategy or the strategy object really doesn't have any meaning. And if you place those two pieces, the object and the entity together, you can get to the strategic. And that's really a plan of action, right? Relating to the identification of overall interests of the entity and the means of achieving them. So this will hopefully form the results that we're looking for. first section, we're going to look at strategy from a bird's eye view. If you look at page five, you can see this honeycomb looking diagram with digital strategy smack dab in the middle. And that first layer is uh, the discipline. The second layer is the approach or process. And all the subsequent layers are the tactics. Now, that first layer of digital strategy being disciplinary there are many types of digital disciplines, including brand, content, design, marketing, which will feed into a company's or an entity's bigger business strategy. And this layer will help you, the strategist, decide who needs to be involved 
uh, from your team on this initiative. If you're a freelancer, it's going to help you, uh, you know, uncover what processes can be used. And, you know, if you're looking for any resources online, you can narrow those down by discipline. Now, the second layer is procedural, and this will consist of your approach to the current initiative and is dependent on, you know, the, the client. It's also dependent on the discipline that you've decided. Um, and there are many types of processes or approaches. There's critical path, decision looping, which I use a lot in account management, agile, waterfall, etc., and then the third layer is the tactical, and this consists of all the exercises, tactics, uh, techniques that we can use to help uncover the correct solution, and there are lots of different tactics. Now this is just the overview of the object, looking at the strategy object within those three layers of disciplinary, procedural, and tactical. What we're going to do in section two is we're going to talk about the entity and look at holistic strategy or strategy in context. Strategy entanglement is kind of a theory that I've come up with, and I base it off of quantum entanglement, which is a physical phenomenon that occurs in quantum mechanics or quantum physics. It, it occurs when groups of particles interact in ways such that the quantum state of each particle cannot be described independently of the others, even when those particles are separated by large distances. So simply put, the state of each particle improves our knowledge of the next one. And I always use this analogy that, that strategy is extremely similar to that. Understanding your client's business world, understanding their marketing channels and mediums, it improves your knowledge of their competitors, which improves your knowledge of their business or their industry. So in order to understand strategy, you need to look at it holistically. Your business strategy, which is the macro strategy, is comprised of micro strategies. But you should also consider the elements that make up the business, your client's business, or the entity, what their market is like and what their industry is like. It's important to do this because websites do not operate in silos. And I'll say that again. It's something that I tell all of my clients. Websites do not operate in silos. This means that the performance of websites are dependent on other channels, not just the website itself. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have an awful website with bad design, then yes, the website will operate in a silo up until you get that stuff fixed. But in order to give real strategic insights, you have to look at and analyze other channels and impacts. It could be what's currently happening in the market, how user behavior has changed over the last year, which social channels have the furthest reach. But by doing this, you create a more holistic picture of your client's market, where they are positioned in it, and how best to help them. So how do we do that? Well, we need to understand what data is valuable to our clients and to our initiatives. Now, any business or client that I've ever worked with really has three primary broad goals that revolve around revenue, value, and visibility. So the data that most clients and businesses value are things that are going to help them in increasing revenue streams or lines of business, understanding and providing more value for their users or their consumers, uh, gaining competitive edges, 
understanding the market forces that impact their industry. And then there is kind of a miscellaneous category where, you know, any data that includes research, articles, press releases, stakeholder concerns, the color of the bike shed, whatever, um, that you can lump into that final category uh, to complete the picture of valuable data. So there are lots of different ways to categorize and organize data. For the purposes of this episode, we're just going to break down the available valuable data into two, into two categories. One's going to be general data. The other is going to be specific data. General data is going to be publicly available information, so uh, data that's available about the business that anyone can find. And specific data is going to be you know, private information, so data that's available within the business, things like performance reports, product reports, revenue reports, you know, user personas, demographic data, those types of things. Now, you'll spend twice as much time with specific data than you will with general data, but general data can give specific data context. In section three, the matrix, this should help provide a structure for strategy. So over the next few pages, I wanted to give a visual representation of what the strategy matrix looks like. The first thing we need to do is understand the entity. So again, this is a business, a brand, it could be a department of a big company. We do that by understanding their primary goals, again, revenue, value, and awareness, and then categorizing general and specific data into the five main buckets of revenue, marketing, competition, industry, and miscellaneous. Now, it all depends on how much time you have to complete a project, but if you're working with a client in a strategic or account management role, collecting this data shouldn't be that difficult. You can search online for your general data and then work with your clients for the specific data. Then we are going to understand the object, and this will be done based on the information we have about the entity. If we are a strategist for a client and we find out that they really need more awareness because they aren't reaching as many users as they'd like, what disciplines come to mind there? Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking marketing, content, and social media disciplines. If a client's revenue is declining year over year, and their website conversion rate is below the industry standard, then I'm thinking design discipline, UX discipline, enhancement, and optimization. Once you have your disciplines, move into a process or approach that will help you complement that discipline. Maybe for content, you use a collaborative methodology. For design, maybe you use a traditional waterfall approach. For enhancement and optimization, maybe you'd use a decision looping approach. The process you use will help uncover specific tactics. So if we use a waterfall approach for a design discipline, then we'd probably need to brainstorm ideas, create some wireframes, and then complete mockups, all tactics. If we decision loop for enhancing a website, then maybe we'd start by analyzing the web analytics data and market trends, then take an action on one of our decisions and do it all over again to see if it moves the needle. If we use a collaborative methodology for creating content, maybe you have one team member do a content audit while another team member researches 
hot content topics for your client's region and industry. Then create a content calendar and start producing content. When you get into your approach, it will help you uncover specific tactics. Now, this will all come over time with experience because the reality is that there are so many different tactics out there. But I suggest you start compiling your tactics into some sort of strategy folder on you know, your G Drive or computer so you can whip these out of your back pocket when the time is right. Eventually, you're going to get to a place where you feel so confident working with clients because you have all of these tactics that can be used. And using this matrix should be able to help you at any stage of the client agency relationship or the client freelancer relationship, whether that's working with a client for the first time or the 100th time, because the matrix is a surrounding structure. You can be airlifted into the middle of a project and be able to shift very quickly if need be. Now to quickly recap, you'll need to understand and evaluate the available valuable data about the entity to help narrow the focus on discipline. Use an approach that complements the discipline to help uncover specific tactics, and the results of the exercises and activities implemented will give us more insight about the entity. And then we rinse and repeat. Okay guys, I hope you found this episode and the strategy matrix helpful. Remember, strategy is not linear, so we can't approach it as a linear process. We should approach it as a surrounding medium or structure that can be shaped. Hopefully this will help you shape your strategy moving forward. Again, I'd like this episode to set the stage for the upcoming years worth of episodes where we dive deep into the specific tactics we can use as strategists. I have even added a final page to the resource that shows many of the tactics we'll be covering over this season. So thanks for joining us this week, guys, and we will be back in two weeks with an episode and another resource on scoping web projects. So I'm your host, Adam James Lamagna, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.